Music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hey, it's Kelly, and this week we chat with Canadian recording artist Madison Olds. Madison has a lot to talk about, including her hit song, Best Part of Me, and why rescue animals are so important to her. We also welcome emerging Vancouver-based pop singer Rain. Rain has over one million streams and has released a new track called Envious. Later on in the show, we take a look back at one of our interviews with Juno Award-winning artist Serena Ryder from our Vintage Vault. Serena is soon going to be releasing a new album called The Art of Falling Apart. And to help us get ready, we'll listen to what she had to say the last time she was on The Kelly Alexander Show, which includes talking about a very famous Canadian who happens to be a big fan of her work. Super excited to welcome to The Kelly Alexander Show Canadian recording artist Madison Olds, who uh, recently became a Bell Media Future star for her song Best Part of Me. She's opened for some amazing artists like Willie Nelson and Tyler Shaw and Scott Hellman and Neon Dreams and the list goes on and on. Madison, thanks so much for hanging in. Thank you so much for having me. Like, also, what an like totally intro. I feel like I'm more than I actually am. I'm like, who's, who's this? Like, is that me? <laughs> well, it's all about going big or going home, right? So that's cool. So let's start off by you telling me how music became like a career path for you. Like, did you know this as a seven-year-old? Oh gosh, no. Like I think I started dancing at around four and I was just living my best life. I was like any spotlight, like this is me. I jump in front of it. I started playing the guitar. I think it wasn't until I was about like 17, 18, I had formed a band and we started to like make make money playing gigs. And I was like, oh, I can do this. This is pretty cool. Like I love what I do and I can put like gas in my car doing it. So um, I I had never really expected it to be like an actual career was always just a dream. And you always have those friends, parents that are like, ah, get a real job, Madison. And my parents were like the hippies that are like, don't go to school. Like you become a superstar. (laughs) So I had such contradicting uh, opinions from people in my life, but no, I I never expected it to be um, what it is today. And I just feel so lucky that I get to wake up, play my guitar, meet amazing people like you and, you know, keep going on. That's awesome. Now, let me know, are you uh, someone who plays like musical instruments? Like, do you play a bunch? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if you can see, I got my like little, a little tiny bit there, my guitar there and nice. the piano somewhere. It's a very tiny little office. COVID, you know, I've had to adapt. <laughs> That's true. And which yeah. one is your spirit instrument? I think probably the guitar. Um, it's the first thing I picked up. I never really like learned how to play it properly, but if I really sit down, I could probably learn just about any song that I wanted to because I love it so much. I'm absolutely terrible. Uh, technically, if somebody were to put like sheet music in front of me, they'd be like, wow, you are terrible. Um, <laughs> but I play with my heart. So I think that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I actually just um, interviewed Famba, who you may or may not know. Like we play him a lot too on, on the radio station, uh, Virgin. And um, he also said that he's recently taken up the piano, but he can't really read the notes. He just feels his way through it. So yeah, that's all good. Like piano is one of those ones where I think you can just like randomly play a bunch of things. You're like, wow, that sounds really cool. And then you were to show somebody and you'd be like, you're playing nonsense. (laughs) But this nonsense makes sense. So (laughs) it's true. So who did you listen to growing up that inspired you musically? And do you find that their sound has kind of uh, helped create your sound? Oh my gosh. Like it changed so much as I was growing up. I had like really musical parents. So I like one day it was classical. The next day I was listening to like Yazoo and David Bowie. And then for like three years of my life, it was straight Michael Jackson. Um, But I feel like I never really got into modern music. Like I was born in 98. I I don't even know any 2000s music because my whole childhood was like 
from 1965 to like 1986. So I don't know anything, you know, current or relevant from the time that I was growing up, but I would say it for sure changes um, how I write music. I want to make sure that when I'm writing lyrics in the story, like it actually has something to say. I feel like music now is super ambiguous and we try to just go with the flow, but um, there's a bit of a social responsibility when you're putting out a song and putting your name on it. Like you got to have something, something that you're saying. Tell us a little bit about the song Best Part of Me because, you know, it's getting support right across the country. Did you know when you were writing it that it was going to be something special? No, I actually, uh, I was down in Nashville. It was my first ever solo trip. I was very anxiety, as most young girls are when traveling and writing by themselves. I'd come into the studio. I'm not the person to like give in to, you know, like a bad day. I'm usually like push through it, make everybody feel really good about themselves. Um, but I was just not having it that day, like laid on the floor. I was like, guys, I'm just, I'm so sorry. Like, I just really want to give in to not feeling good today. I really feel like sometimes when you cry, it feels better to be <laughs> sad. And they're like, yeah, we get that. And so I just said it at the right time. Those artists were feeling it. And then the song was written and I kind of, you know, let it sit on the side. I was like, nobody wants to hear about my mental illness. <laughs> this is not what people want to hear. Um, and then 2020 hit uh, a couple, or I guess a year after. And I was like, this song needs to come out. We need this song. Everybody needs to know that it is okay to not be okay. And to lay on the floor and just like, let it out. <laughs> and do you remember where you were, what you fe uh, felt like when you heard it for the first time on the radio? I actually think um, my mom called me when she heard it. She's like, it's on the radio. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, ah. come on, mom. So I, I think I just was in denial. And now I still have like friends and family that I used to go to high school with. And they're like all across the country now. And they're like, hey, I heard you on the radio. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> but I guess they are. And it's it's so crazy to think about. And when things started to roll, like getting the support right across the country, like, did you start hearing from people? Like, I'm assuming, obviously, you picked up more fans and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. People are reaching out. I actually, it's crazy. I had a little bit of some like TikTok stuff happen this last year. And like people are messaging me on my Instagram. They're like, I was in my car today in my like small town in northern Saskatchewan. And like I heard this song and I'm singing along. I'm like, how do I know this? Oh, my God, it's the girl from TikTok. And like and people are like putting two and two together. And they're like, I had no idea that you were a singer. And and it's like they were a fan of just like my regular life. And now they're like, wow, you play music. And this is crazy. And and it's uh just building this lovely family. And I feel like everybody's like along for the journey now. They're like, hey, I listened to the song. I was really depressed this last year. And now I'm not. And so it's really cool to see all of it like connect together. Hanging out with us on the show is Madison Olds. You can grab all of her social media handles by hitting up her website, madisonolds.com. Talk to us about your social media presence because uh, yeah, explain the TikTok situation and, and just the craziness that's been surrounding your social media presence. Yeah, uh, TikTok was kind of one of those things that everybody was jumping on. And I was like, yeah, this is great. It's a fun app. You kind of get to do whatever you want. I actually started fall 2019. I thought I'm going to be really polished. I'm going to make sure that this is my music platform. Everybody was putting all these like amazing lights together. And I tried that and people just, I don't know if they saw through. They were like, this is so not you, Maddie. You're funny. You're authentic. We don't want to see this put on show. So I like stepped back. I was feeling really low about the fact that things just weren't doing well for me and then I think the first video that did well it was a video of me pranking my dad it's just <laughs> regular family antics that's totally what my life is about um and then I had found out recently well a couple years ago my partner broke his back and 
we'd found out about a stem cell opportunity in Colombia, and it was pretty well out of our budget at the time. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take it to, to TikTok. You know, if any platform can do it, it's this one. They're such a supportive community. So I started dancing and uh, it blew up. I think we raised just under $100,000 and we raised um, or gained about 450,000 followers, which was just wild. They all were in love with him too. Like I'd post a dance about him and I, and then the next day I'd post something just me. And they're like, um, where's Derek? <laughs> my whole identity is my boyfriend now. Um, but it's great. We had such a fun time. It ended up encouraging like a lot of other people in similar situations to reach out to the program in Columbia to, to hopefully increase their recovery and, and chase a journey that they didn't think was an option. So it's really exciting to see that um, me and my partner, Derek, get to be like this um, advocate for stem cells and recovery for for people that thought that like their journey was over. And how's he doing now? Like, how's everything rocking? He is like rocking. He is so excited. We have our first treatment, uh, I think the first week of April and he's stoked. We've talked to a couple of physical therapy um, people in Texas and we're going to do some like back and forth over, you know, Zoom. He's got like all these new products like insoles and these like mats that are the bottom of golf cleats that he like puts his bare feet on and they just like, they bounce. They hate it, but they bounce. And it is so crazy to see all this stuff that we had no idea we had access to when you come out of the hospital, like in Canada, it's done. Like if you have a spinal cord injury, you're done. Like there's nothing to improve, but there's all these amazing pieces that are coming to us that we had no idea that he could have been utilizing the last couple of years. So it's so crazy to see um, the light that is back in him. And I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that journey. Awesome. Well, we are going to be pulling for the two of you as the next couple of months roll by and and obviously, and sending positive vibes from, from all the way over here in Quebec. And that actually brings me to a question. Have you been to Montreal at any point? I have. I actually, my first ever single release uh, that I took to radio, I came all the way over to Montreal with my mom. We got in a minivan. I was wearing like a pink pantsuit. I felt on top of the world and I loved it. It was so cold and I don't think anything has frustrated me more than your traffic. <laughs> I think we went, we went on the same circle for about four hours. I Like I could have sworn it was four hours and we were cursing at our Google um, uh, directions. Like maps, yeah. She just kept telling us, yeah, to get on the same route. And we're like, no. This is, it takes us to the same spot, but it, we had so much fun. We, we ended up, uh, my mom lived in Quebec and my brother lived in Quebec. So uh, for her, it was just like coming back home and, and she loved it. We got great food, great drinks. It was just so much fun. It's such a great um, part of Canada that uh, hopefully I can come back and play some music and enjoy a little bit more of the culture. That's awesome. And I do have to ask you because I have to, because we have great food here. Do you remember what your favorite food was when you were here? It's probably going to sound so touristy, but it was the sandwich, the Montreal. Meat oh, the smoked, the smoked meat. Yeah, it okay. was great. I like nothing can <laughs> mess with bread and meat and mustard. Like you just you can't go wrong with that. And so that's uh, I have sweats about it at night because I dream about that sandwich. <laughs> that's fantastic. So I want to ask you too about your uh, EP that's on the way, "Drowning in My Thoughts." Uh, explain the title and what we can expect. Yeah, so it kind of, um, Drowning in My Thoughts is a lyric from Best Part of Me. Uh, the music coming out is a little bit of a turn from my first EP, Blue. Blue is very acoustic. This uh, upcoming EP is very emotional. It's coming from personal experiences. It's a bit of a story. And I feel like if 2020 has done anything to all of us, it is allowed too much time to drown in our thoughts. So hopefully uh, this is my way of letting go <laughs> of everything mentally that's happened in 2020 and packaging up in a nice little collection of songs really cool. Do you have specific goals for this year that you want to accomplish? Especially because I know we've all been in like, it almost seems like a holding pattern in a way. But then also, I, I'm hoping that a lot of people use this time to go forward. But 
it's it's a weird it's a weird mind freak I think it is and and I mean like that's such a hard question because I feel like everybody's like oh I want to number one or I want to tour the world and some of those things just are not possible right now but um I tried really hard in 2020 to be a bit more authentic to to stay honest to who I was and if I have any major goal for 2021 is to just write songs that feel good I'm tired of writing something that I think somebody wants to hear I just want to write a song that comes from my heart and hope that that um you know, shows and hooks people in and, and just trying to be honest, Maddie, I'm going to try and show a little bit more of who I am, my humorous side more into my life. I don't want to put up a front anymore, like have the glam and the glitz be, you know, the, the image. I just wanted to be honest and raw and let people know who I, who I really am. Talk to us about your love of rescue animals, because I read this and I think this is fantastic. And I'll just quickly, I never like to inject myself into an interview, but I'm just going to tell you this. Four months ago, it'll be five months soon, we, my better half and I, uh, rescued a nine-year-old husky. So, like, oh. she is our our jam. Her name is Tashi, and we just, like, l- like lose our minds. So when I saw this, because now I understand what it's like to have a rescue, but now I know you love rescue. So tell me where this love came from and how many animals you have. Oh, I have way too many. But first of all, I love so much. I love that you rescued a nine-year-old dog. That is not common for people to do. Our, so my partner and I, when we first moved to Toronto, which was where we were the last year before we came back to BC, um, we rescued a five, maybe five and a half-year-old pitbull that had just been roaming the streets. She was like 20 pounds underweight. We just like scooped her up. She was total mess, just absolutely crazy. I think she just knocked something over. Actually, I can hear her. Um, and then there's another two, um, one I rescued from Mexico, uh, Puerto Vallarta. She was about nine months. They found her a couple weeks underneath a um, trash can and it was just like trying to get her back up to Canada. She was gorgeous. She's got like this beautiful underbite. Um, another one uh, from Los Angeles and then a, a couple from here and they're all pit bulls. They're all just a wreck. They're just huge monsters but I love them they're the most cuddly snuggly dogs ever and I'm such an advocate if I could I'd come home with a dog every day and I just like let them live here in my house my little 600 square foot apartment but I'm I'm hoping as things um start to progress and people hear a little bit more about my music you know we can keep talking about the adopt don't shop and and hopefully somewhere down the line I can have a a small place that's almost um like a facility where senior rescues can come and live out their their last days and, and have a space where they don't have to be in a shelter anymore. That's kind of been my heart. I have a huge um, spot for, for senior rescue dogs. I feel like they don't deserve to be in a kennel. So yeah, hopefully I can do a little bit more in the future. Right now is breaking it down with Madison Old. So Madison, here we go. Tell us, are you a sneaker or a high heel type of gal? Oh, sneakers. All the way. Do you have a brand that you love? Not that I'm promoting anybody, but I love uh, uh, Puma and Adidas. Those are my my jams. I love Adidas. I'm a hardcore Chucks girl, though. I will wear them till the rubber like <laughs> is gone. <laughs> uh, which artist do you wish was in your phone that you could either FaceTime for advice or just like hang out with? Who would that be? Ooh, probably Miley Cyrus. She's just so cool. I feel like she would, you know, pump me up when I'm down. <laughs> and who would your dream collaboration be with? Um, I think Harry Styles, he's got like a really cool retro meets, you know, modern day sound. I think he would put out a really cool song. He's like the coolest. I have to tell you this quick story about Harry Styles. I interviewed him back when he was with One Direction uh, and he came to Montreal and uh, obviously with the group and I ran the interview on the air and somebody actually texted me at the station and said, do you know how lucky you are that you breathe the same air that he did? (laughs) So 
That has stuck with me for like eight years. That's I funny. Did. That is like hardcore, uh, you know, fan. That's great though. That's and he like, was really sweet. I have to tell you. So I feel like you and him would get along. So well, oh, I'm hearing that. No, that's probably such an iconic uh, thing to share. Like talk about dropping a bomb and being like, yeah, you know, no big deal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, it was a big deal for me. I'm not sure it was a big deal for him. Um, let's talk about cheat meals. Like I, I think a lot of people are, are turning or have been turning to comfort food over the last months and months and months. What is a, a cheat meal for Madison Olds? I don't know if it's necessarily like a cheat meal, but one of my favorite things is like goat cheese on any vegetable, like <laughs> lettuce, a pepper, and then like sesame and seaweed. It sounds so gross. Um, but it is like one of my favorite things to eat. I, I will eat goat cheese on just about anything. I'll eat it just out of the tub, like just handfuls of, of goat cheese. This is so good gross. to have. This is going to be a good sound clip. <laughs> uh, have you taken up cooking or any kind of pastime like during all this crazy business? Oh, yeah. Um, we actually just got uh, an air fryer. And at the beginning, we had an Instant Pot. And I feel like we were doing uh, something different every night at, at the beginning of uh, quarantine. I was like baking, we were making stews, soups, just, you know, trying to fill the time. But uh, I feel like I've gotten a little bit bored. <laughs> I'm like tired of doing nothing but eating. <laughs> now you're gonna have to get like a bread maker or something like that. <laughs> Be good. Um, and, and last question, message to your Montreal fans in like five words. Oh my gosh. I am five words. Well, I'll give you 10. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Um, I love you guys. I'm so, so, so grateful uh, for anybody that's listened to my song and hopefully I can come and uh, rock out a concert with you guys and have a bunch of fun. Before I let you go, I want you to tell us like, cause you know, we have uh, viewers from the States and we have some viewers that are watching from the UK and, and over in Australia and Japan. For people who don't know Madison Olds yet, what do you want them to know about you? Oh my gosh, you are asking the hardest questions I have ever had. Um, I think if people were to know anything about me, um, I'm a pretty bubbly person and I just try to write music that uh, tells a story. Sometimes it's a story you don't want to hear or sometimes it's not my story. And uh, I feel like sonically I'm constantly evolving and, and changing, but you can always rely on the fact that uh, the lyrics are, are going to say something. Awesome. Madison, you rock. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I feel honored. That is uh, Canadian recording artist Madison Olds. Again, check out her social media by hitting up her website, madisonolds.com. The Kelly Alexander Show. Joining us on the show is emerging Canadian pop singer Rain, who hails from Vancouver, British Columbia. Rain has been working hard not only as a singer and performer, but also as a songwriter. Rain has over one million streams and has released a new track called Envious. Rain, thanks so much for joining us on The Kelly Alexander Show. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it. And I wanted to start off with this. When it comes to your writing, you've been mm -hmm. described as an artist who deals with the sadder aspects of relationships, talking about heartbreak and jealousy and miscommunication. So was that a conscious decision or just the best way to express yourself as an artist? Honestly, I don't know. It's kind of a bit of both. I don't really like writing happy songs. Like, even when I was a kid, I was, like, eight years old writing these super depressing, <laughs> sad, like, super sad songs. And my mom was always like, write something happy. Come on. Like, you're not a sad person. And that's kind of just stuck with me to this day. Like, I think kind of talking about, like, the sadder aspects of life or, you know, darker things can be a lot more interesting with, like, the language you can use and, like, the visuals that you can kind of create with your words. 
But maybe maybe I'll write a happy song one day. Okay. <laughs> you never know. Because you leave it open. Very good. Well, you you sound super happy. So maybe you get out all your angst uh, out through the writing, and so then you just get to be happy for the rest of the day. <laughs> you know what? That actually might be it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So how would you actually describe then the sound of your music? Is it something like you would call dark pop? Is it just that the lyrics are a little bit darker, but the music's happy? Like, how would you describe it? I'd say it's dark pop. I tend to like veer like sound wise a little bit more, not quite alternative, but kind of darker sounding, especially with the music that I have coming out soon. Um, but I'm really excited to share with everyone. That is a lot more like darker in sound. I've kind of been finding myself as an artist. A lot of these songs that I've already released were written when I was like 16. And so at that time, I was like, I'm just so excited to be in the studio. I'm so excited to be writing music. And I don't really know, or at the time, I didn't really know what exactly it was that I wanted my sound to be. I was just like writing. And I think now I'm kind of honing that in and it's a little bit more dark pop than my previous releases. Which artists and producers have affected you growing up that continue to possibly influence how you are as an artist today? Like, do you find that their sound on some level seeps into how you are as an artist? I listen to like the most crazy, eclectic, random music when I was a kid. Like my dad would play Harry Connick Jr. and then like Billy Talent up next. And so I definitely have like a very broad kind of influence I find like for a really long time I was super inspired by Adele as a kid like I don't know if we'd really hear that in my music um but I think some of that affects my writing and I went through a phase where all I listened to was like my chemical romance so I have a little bit of that in there sometimes and 21 Pilot um Florence and the Machine who else Miley Cyrus when I was a kid I loved Hannah Montana awesome and then I kind of like now I'm really loving her new music as well. And I think I'm trying to like take little bits of inspiration from, from her as well. I don't know. There's just so much different music that I've listened to. And I try and take tiny little pieces of everything. So I'm not like stealing from anyone, you know? <laughs> totally get that. Yeah, exactly. Now, has your, has your family been supportive of your career in music? Because it's definitely a challenging and risky business, to say the least. My family is like so unbelievably supportive. Like my immediate family, my parents are both great. They help me so much with everything. They do everything in their power to help me be as successful as I can. And the rest of my family is just so unbelievably loving and supportive as well. Like we're all really close. And like before COVID, we'd have like get togethers like every week and we'd have big dinners and we'd all be hanging out and all that stuff. Um, and they've always loved my music and they come to all my shows and they watch my live streams and they request songs and they watch all my videos and they'll phone me and say, oh, this one is so good. I love your video or whatever. And yeah, they're just so unbelievably supportive. And I'm so, so, so lucky that my whole family is like that. That's awesome. Joining us on the show is Canadian pop artist Rain. You can pick up all of her social media handles by hitting up her website, rainmusicofficial.com. So your song Envious has been getting added to radio stations across Canada. Now, I have to ask you, have you heard it yet on the radio? And if so, where were you and how did it feel hearing that for the very first time? It's so crazy that it's been added to radio. Like, this is my dream. I haven't heard it while I've been, like, driving or anything because it isn't really getting much play um, in Vancouver where I live. But we've had, like, Toronto stations just, like, playing where we're, like, making dinner or whatever and it's come on and I've just like lost my mind I was so excited <laughs> but I haven't had that like quintessential you hear it in the car while you're driving and you just have to pull over yet 
but I'm, I'm holding out hope it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I am sure it will. That's awesome. Now, can you tell us how Envious came about and was it clear to you when you were writing it and putting it together that it was something catchy and, and special, that it was going to go somewhere? Originally, I wrote this song for my friend. She called me one day and she just like was ranting because she saw her ex-boyfriend out with someone new while she was just like running errands or something. And she'd been the one to break up with him, but she still felt so jealous of like his new girlfriends and everything. And she called me and she's like, I feel so awful for feeling jealous. And it was just like this whole like cluster of awful emotions. And I was like, you know, that sucks for you, but (laughs) I'm going to write a song about it because I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. Um, And so I did. Originally it was called Jealous when I brought it into the studio with Tavish and Ryan. And Tavish's first idea was to change it to envious and I was like that's so cool I love that it's a little different and then we kind of just like rewrote the song from there at the time I didn't expect I mean I never expect anything like going to the studio I'm like we're just gonna write a great song hopefully you know but then I think when when this one was finished I got so excited about it I was like this is what I want my music to sound like and I was just so happy with the song and how it turned out I'm not sure if you can give away all your secrets, but like what's coming up? Like, are we going to, I know we've we've got Envious. Is there an EP, an album on the way? Like, what do you want us to know? I have a couple singles that I have planned. I'm still working on my EP. It's going to be, I think, six songs and it's going to come out probably mid 2021. And I'm just like, I'm working on the music for it. And I'm just like super pumped and like stoked about all these new songs and this new direction that I'm kind of veering a little bit into. And I'm just like, I can't wait to share this music with everyone. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, can you tell us too, because I, I know um, that obviously you're not only a singer and a performer, but but the songwriting is very <laughs> important. And I know you, you've done uh, writing like kind of all over the place, writing sessions. And I understand that you were able to send your songwriting to Timbaland's uh, production company. So can you tell us how that came about and what the experience was like? Sure. My manager, she was good friends with Eric at Anthem and he had some sort of connection with um, Timbaland and his production company and one of his producers that he has on his roster named Millie Beats. And so I got sent some tracks that he'd worked on and some beats that he'd made. And with um, another writer, Troy Sampson, we wrote a song called Below. Um, Originally, the song wasn't actually intended for me. It was just like, let's write a song and pitch it to someone else because that's kind of just what we wanted to do. It wasn't exactly the music that I felt was me at the time. And it was a lot of fun doing something like that. I never tried to write over a track that's already complete before. So normally when I'm in the studio, the producer is like taking input and, you know, like you write as the track's being created and it's kind of all happening at the same time. But for this, it was, it was a very different experience of like listening to something and being like, okay, this is how I want it to go over top of this. And do you think that you will focus on, because I know it's, it's kind of hard to split yourself in three ways, but do you think that there's like a certain part of you that will obviously focus on you, the performer, you, the, 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 the entertainer, and then you've got this whole songwriting side. It's kind of like BB Rexa, like she's got her own artist career, but then she mm-hmm. writes hits for other people. Like, is that something you would like to kind of put yourself through? <laughs> I would love to do that. I really love writing for other artists. Um, I've done like a couple country songs and I'm not even like a big fan of the genre itself country, but like, I just love writing for another perspective. Like a lot of the time when I write for myself, I find, Oh, I don't know if I, if that's something I would say or whatever, but then I think getting to like take someone else's input on whether or not that's something that they think would be cool to say or whatever. 
<laughs> I don't know if this is making sense. That's I'm all cool. <laughs> That's all cool. And before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, you know, for people who don't know yet about Rain, what do you want them to know about you, the artist, and, and where you're headed? That's a really good question. I want people to know that this is my life. This is something I've been doing forever, and I really, really love it. And I just really want people to um, experience what I've been working on and the things that make me really excited about music. That is perfect. Well, Rain, you rock. Thank you so much for spending time with us, and you are welcome back on the show anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I'm coming back tomorrow. Very good. <laughs> That's all. See, you don't sound sad at all. You know what I mean? Like, you sound no, pretty uplifting. No, it's so. all in the music. It's all in the music. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a Canadian pop artist, Rain. Grab all of her social media handles by hitting up her website, rainmusicofficial.com. The Kelly Alexander Show. We are beyond excited to welcome back to The Kelly Alexander Show, Juno Award winning, Serena Ryder. Hello. I have like a girl crush on you. Is that Do okay? You? Yeah. <laughs> Can have any kind of crush okay, on me. Good. I love Doesn't that. have to be a girl crush. <laughs> I fine. fangirl over you. Oh, I love that. It's good. It's yeah. good. I'm so happy to have you back. Like I think this is my sixth time. I think speaking to you in life. Oh my gosh. So it's like well, it feels like it's been a lot, yeah, a lot of times. It's been a lot of times. We go way back. We do. We go way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So first question is, what's the best thing that's happened to Serena Ryder this year? It seems like you've had a busy year. So. I've had such a busy year. I've had such a great, great year. There's a bunch of stuff. I just finished building my own recording studio. Okay. Um, in Toronto? In Toronto. Okay. I'm just about to get a puppy, which will be one of the best. Very nice. From Quebec, okay. actually. So Good. it's a French puppy. Okay. <laughs> Um, is it gonna have like a French name like Pierre? Its name is actually Karma. <laughs> okay, good. And last name Dogma. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So lots of good things happening. You know, studio puppy. I just released an amazing Christmas record that I'm really excited about, which we're gonna talk about in a second. Yes. So very good. Segway. Segway. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you because when I say the words or two words, Serena Ryder, right away it just screams Canada. Like you just you scream Canada I love to that. me. And so I wanted to know, as Serena Ryder, Juno Award winning Serena Ryder, what does it mean to you to be a Canadian artist? Like I know you do things in the states and all that kind of good stuff, but yeah. but you seem to like carry the flag for us. I feel. I think. For me, it means everything to me because I'm so proud of this country. I'm so proud of being from here. Mm -hmm. I feel a sense of gigantic pride every time I hear a Canadian on the radio um, or I see a Canadian on TV. I'm so, so uh, all about it. You okay. know, I think we live in such a beautiful country and mm -hmm. we have beautiful people and you know, it's, I, I could never want to be from anywhere else. Good. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to lose you to like Los Angeles because I know you no spent time there, but you're... Way. Okay, good. <laughs> Okay, good. We're not good. Now, Christmas album, Christmas Kisses. Yeah. My goodness. So let me ask you first, did you record that in like July when it was hot? We did. Okay. Yeah. We okay. recorded it in the summertime. It was like a Christmas album in the summer. Did you vibe out the studio so we that totally you felt vibed Christmassy? Out. Yeah, there, okay. was, there was lights. Okay, cool. There was Christmas lights. Now, Christmas Kisses, that's the original song that's on there. Correct. Talk to us about that. How mm. did that come about? So actually, my friend Simon Wilcox. She's songwriter. A, she's amazing. Songwriter. Yeah. Canadian. Lives in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, one of my nearest, dearest friends, I love her so much, um, wrote my last record, Utopia, with her. Okay. She and I had been talking about writing a Christmas song for a long time. Mm -hmm. And she had this idea of you're only getting kisses for Christmas. That so was no her line. Okay. She's like, you know, what if you just were broke? And you were saying like, oh, sweetie, like, is it okay if I just give you kisses for Christmas? And I just thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Okay. And we wrote it over FaceTime on our phones. <laughs> So That's I was in awesome. Toronto and she was in LA. That's wicked. Yeah. Is that your favorite song on the album? Because it's yours? I love it. 
uh, it's not my favorite song on the record, to be honest. Like, my favorite song probably would be Let It Snow. It's so jazzy. I, the whole record's jazz. Jazzy. jazzy. And for me, like, I grew up listening to jazz mm-hmm. before I listened to pop, rock, folk, blues, anything. It was mm-hmm. jazz. It was all Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, Sarah Vaughn, like, full-on jazz. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a huge fan. Like, that's what I end up singing in the shower. Okay. You know? So, it was really nice. It's, like, kind of, like, what I do for fun. Mm-hmm. Now I get to do it, you know, for real every year, which is amazing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, with this album, was the pressure off a little bit because it was a Christmas album? Or was there added pressure because it was a Christmas album? I didn't feel any pressure. Okay, cool. Which okay. was cool because it was, like, it was really a passion project. And I had never even considered doing a Christmas record. Mm-hmm. And I was asked by Bob Ezrin, who's legend mm-hmm. Canadian producer legend who's done Pink Floyd the wall wow. and yeah. he did you know Lou Reed and Alice Cooper mm-hmm. and like he's done so much and so I was very touched when he asked me and he was like do you want to do a Christmas record I was like yeah dude <laughs> you know and I figured out a way to do a jazz record too which awesome. was cool how long did it take to record it took just a couple of weeks okay yeah it's funny because I just saw Jesse J put out a Christmas album too, and oh, she did, did it in two weeks too. Oh, that's cool! So it's like you guys are on a roll, like because we boom. already know the songs, right? Yeah, it's like we've been we know these songs, you know. Yeah. Something else I haven't interviewed you since sort of like after Harmony came out, right? So we haven't spoken like with since Utopia, but with the album, what's your favorite song on Utopia? Do you have one or do you love them all? Oh my god, it's so hard because I don't even. I wrote like for Utopia, like I think for Harmony, I'd written like over sixty songs or something. 70. Okay. For Utopia, I wrote over 100, probably 120. Holy cow. Okay. Um, so even just to think of like what my favorite songs are on the record, like I love Got Your Number. That's it's, my jam. Is it your jam? That's my jam. And that song okay. just went gold, which is really cool. And didn't you tell me that you did the drums and that's how it started? Okay. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. So okay, cool. that's probably my favorite one to perform. Okay. And maybe, um, what's it called? My own song. You have so many. Um, Heavy Love, Fall what i wouldn't do electric love sanctuary okay thank you i wanted to ask you as well because of the success of stompa yeah which obviously i remember interviewing you around that time and it was just bananas like you were just everywhere all the time whatever now that you've had time to have that song marinate for several years Mm. do you still love performing it does it still like oh my gosh i love that song okay it's so funny it's like the most successful song i ever wrote was uh stompa and what i wouldn't do okay they're my two favorite songs to play nice people get so into it Mm -hmm. and like for me it's all about like the back and forth thing of the audience and that's cool i just love it when you are performing do you actually see a crowd or do you see people like do you see people like individual people yeah i see individual people when the lights are bright enough okay i mean it just really depends on the lighting (laughs) but i do try and look at people in the eye when i can see them okay that's cool i did want to ask you too who are you listening to these days serena Ryder? like what's in your I won't say MP3 player because yeah. no one uses that anymore. But yeah. what do you stream? Um, I've been listening to Emily King. Okay. Who's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeba. Okay. She only has one song out, but she's unbelievable. Okay. Um, the Internet. Uh, awesome band. Female singer. So good. Okay. Yeah. What is your take on the current state of Canadian pop music? Like the Rhea Mays, the Scott Hellmans, the Tyler Shaws, like all these cats. I think they kick ass. Yeah. The reason why is because I think that we have such a eclectic mix of influences mm-hmm. as Canadians, musicians, yeah. that there's pop music that we're making that nobody else is making. Yeah. And I love Scott Hellman. I think he's fantastic. Okay. Uh, Rhea May and I have written before. We Good wrote stuff. Bend together. Yes. Amazing. Um, she's awesome. Like, I did such a little tiny amount on that song. Okay. She was amazing. 
um, I'm very proud. Awesome. Yeah. I want to finish with Serena Ryder Fast Five. What item do you have to have with you on tour? Some sort of smudge, like a sage or a Palo Santo or like an incense stick or something. When you were in school, what poster did you have on your locker wall or on your bedroom wall? Bob Dylan tipping his hat. Nice. If you could have collaborated with Michael Jackson, Prince, George Michael, or Whitney Houston, who would it be and why? Oh, Michael Jackson, just to like be with him. Close to him. Okay, cool. Wow. What fellow musician or artist has told you that they are a fan and it freaked you out, like in a good way? They were like, I can't believe this person loves me. Um, I think maybe it's not even like fellow musician, but it was, uh, it was, um, Justin Trudeau. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you win. That's good. Uh, Serena Ryder, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Make sure you check her out on all of our social media handles. The Kelly Alexander Show. Thank you so much for spending time with us on the show this week. And a big shout out to our guests, Madison Olds, Rain, and Serena Ryder. My thanks to Adam Brisson for being an amazing producer. And don't forget that you can listen to us on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. We'd also love for you to grab all of our social media handles. Just hit up our website, kellyalexandershow.com. Have a great week. You and I will chat soon.